Hello and welcome to the Fan Team Focus Game Week 8 Preview Podcast. My name is Sean, I can be found as FFThinker on Twitter. And in today's podcast, we're just going to be looking through the Game Week 8 Monster, looking at the key stats, looking at the potential picks for our teams, and then also previewing the season-long game so far and picking up potential transfers for the near future. So we'll get straight into it. And there are nine games on the slate this weekend. The Liverpool-Watford game at lunchtime on Saturday is not included. You have a total of £105 million to build your 11-man team. Um, so we'll get into the first game, which is Southampton versus Leeds. And it's a game where fan team have priced Southampton up as the slight favourites. Uh, a lot on this game probably depends on the team that Leeds put out, potentially. Obviously, there's a lot been made of Rafinha playing late on Thursday evening, Friday morning in Brazil. Um, he's obviously flying back, so it's not known at the time whether he will start. Obviously, the beauty with the fan team monster is the fact that we will know the teams for the three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday. If he does play, I think he could be a really good shout in the monster. He's priced at nine point two million, um, which I think is a fair price. Uh, Leeds do create a lot of chances. Uh, they've had a total of thirty-one shots on target so far this season, which is sort of above average, I would say, for the league. They've got a non-penalty XG of 8.7 and they have scored seven goals. So they're slightly slightly underperforming their XG. Um, they obviously will be over without Patrick Bamford, who will be missing the game. Um, so that Rodrigo could be an option, 8.4. Um, but I do like the look of Rafina. He won't play the full 90, more than likely. Um, so other options that could come into it could be someone like uh, Mateus Klick, uh, the midfielder. He's priced at 8.3. And he's actually only slightly underperforming uh, Rodrigo so far this season. He may well play 90, could well be on penalties um, with Bamford not in the team. Uh, so he could also be a good play. I'd probably avoid defensive options from Leeds just because they do look like they concede a lot of goals currently. Although they have looked a little bit more assured at the back with uh, Diego Lorente, uh, who has come back in recently uh, alongside Liam Cooper. And Cooper is 6.1. Um, and let's have a look at Lorente. He is 5.9. I'd much prefer five, uh, Lorente at 5.9 if he did go defensively. If you fancy the keeper, Meslier, he's priced up at 6.5. And he's not a bad shout as well. He's averaging four points a game. Um, I think Leeds are the player in this game, though. I think Southampton are without James Ward-Prowse because of his red card against Chelsea. I think Che Adams has also been uh, ruled out. I think he picked up a thigh strain on international duty with Scotland. Um, so a lot will probably rest on Adam Armstrong. He's 9.6, but at the prices, I would rather have um, the Leeds options. Um, Other than Armstrong at Southampton, you've got Elanusi, 8.6. He's done reasonably well, plays 90, has a lot of shots on target. However, he he was benched against Chelsea, so it'll be interesting again to see if he does come back in the team. Could be an option once we get the team sheets. Next up is Aston Villa v Wolves. Uh, Aston Villa are priced up as favourites in this game. And you can sort of understand why. Wolves have done reasonably well recently. Um, However, I think Villa are starting to get into the swing of it. I think Ollie Watkins being back has had a massive impact on the team. Um, Defensively, they also look a lot more sure since they've gone to a back five. Um, It'll be interesting to see if uh, Douglas Luiz does make the game, um, given, again, he was playing for Brazil uh, late Thursday, early Friday. I think he's quite influential in that team alongside John McGinn. Um, Again, so team sheets will be quite important in these set of games. Um, from the options available from Villa, I think it is Ollie Watkins to me over Danny Ings. He's 9.3 compared to Ings is 9.9, but he does, he plays for full 90. He loves having shots on target. 
I think so far this season, he has had a total of seven shots on target. And considering he missed the first two games, um, that's more than any other player in the team. So I think that's a really good uh, play. In terms of midfield options for Villa, I don't think there's anyone really that stands out. They've obviously got a few injuries currently. John McGinn plays 90, but he will, he's good for season long. But for a monster, you want impact players, and I don't think he is going to be a potential impact player. You could go for defensive options, potentially. Again, Martinez, will he play? It's unknown. But I think Wolves do look relatively threatening. Um, I mean, for Wolves, their options, again, you've got a host of defensive options if you don't think Villa will score. So a lot of their defenders are priced sort of 6.5 million or lower. Um, Tomato 6.1, Marcel 6.4. If you're going to go for Wolves, I think you would go for an attacker. And it's probably a choice between Jimenez at 7.9 and Huang at 7.8. I think both look good options. Again, you get to see the team sheet. Um, but for me, it would be a Villa option and I would probably go for Ollie Watkins. Next up is Leicester v Man United. I think this could be a really open game. Both teams don't look great at the moment in terms of defensively. Leicester just haven't looked great all season, really. Um, I think they're missing Johnny Evans and probably Wesley Fofana. Both been big misses for the teams. Uh, and then you've got United. Looks like Varane is out for a few weeks and Maguire probably as well. So it looks like it'll be Lindelof and Bailly at the back. So I just don't think you really want to be getting into any of the defensive options from either team. So if you then look at attacking options, obviously we know with Man United, you've got Ronaldo. He's priced up at 10.8. Um, he has had a total of seven shots on target. He's at 18 shots in total. So he definitely likes to shoot on sight really, which could be a really good asset um, in this game. Uh, you've also then got for Leicester, on the flip side, you've got Jamie Vardy. He is priced up in this game at 8.9, which I think is very reasonable. He's averaging 7.22 points a game so far this season, which is one of the highest in the in the whole game. So I think he could be a really good option. I think he'll get chances. He'll be on penalties. It's more than likely he will play a full 90 as well. And he's only fourth uh, for shots on target this season behind Salazar and Antonio. Um, so I would definitely probably pick Vardy in this. I think he's a great price and is, is really in form. Can't really go wrong. Um, you may be tempted to go for a United asset as well. Um, Ronaldo's the obvious option. You've also got Fernandez and Greenwood. Now Greenwood at 10.3 and a midfielder. I think could be a good play. I, I suspect he'll play because he didn't go on international duty, so he'll be fresh compared to a few of the others. And I just think he's looked, he loves shooting as well. He's had 23 shots so far this season, 10 of them on target. So he's another one that, again, will shoot on sight, which is what you want really in this in the monster. You want players that are going to have shots. You can't score if you don't shoot. So I think for me... If you don't fancy going both Vardy and Ronaldo in the same game as strikers, you could go Greenwood, slightly cheaper, and a midfielder. So I think that is what I would go for in the game. Next up is the game at the Etihad, Man City v Burnley. And Man City are priced up at, I think, 1-9 to nine with most bookmakers, so it looks like this is going to be an absolute rout. They've conceded tons of goals against um, Man City poor Burnley, so I think you've really got to go for Man City assets. It's just how many and in which positions. I just don't think you, given the price, they're obviously priced up extremely expensive. So Jesus is 14.6 million, may well not play because he's come back from Brazil. But then you've got De Bruyne at 14.3, Grealish 14.2. 
So I think you don't probably want three just because the budget is going to take out. It's going to leave you short in other places. I'm tempted to go for two, and I think I'll go for a midfielder and probably a defender, which I like Cancillo. I mean, he's literally a defender in the game, but you watch it, he's nothing like a defender, really. Um, and I think he's priced up relatively re- uh, friendly at 11.5, so I think he's a really good play. Um, and then midfielder, luckily we get to see the team sheet, so it's a case of, I think, picking whichever one. At the moment, I would go Mares. Um He's 13.8. But if the team sheets come out and he's not playing, I mean, De Bruyne is 14.3. He's not that much more expensive. Foden's 13.4. Essentially, a Man City midfielder. I'd go for Mares and then probably De Bruyne, if I can stretch the budget. If not, Foden dropping down by 0.4 is a, is a good option. So I think they would be the two I would go for. From a Burnley perspective, in this game, I just don't think there's any point. Nick Pope's 4.6 as a keeper, but yes, he might make a lot of saves. Given that he might concede three, four, five goals, it's going to eat into any sort of points that he gets through there. So I think Man City has to be the play in this game. The final three o'clock kickoff is Norwich v Brighton. And I'm surprised this game isn't priced more in Brighton's favour. They are favourites for it. Um, but there's not a huge difference between the prices of the two. Um, and I know they're playing away from home, but Norwich have just looked awful this season. They've only scored two goals, they've had 17 shots on target, which is the, the least in the league. And I just think for a Brighton team that have done really well defensively as well, they have the second lowest uh, expected goals conceded, only behind Man City, and their expected GC is 7.2. I just think defensively in this game, they're a good option. It's difficult to know going forward who you'd pick. Mopai is probably the pick of the players. He's priced up at 9.8, but I think there are better strikers you'd probably want in this this game. Uh, Gross is 9.2 in midfield, again, decent option. But I think it's defensively where you'd probably want to pick. I think the prices are fair. I could see a defensive double up in this game. Um, I'm tempted by Sanchez. He's 8.2 in goal. Um, I think that's a good price. And then it may well be a double up with another defender. The options we've really got are Shane Duffy. He's priced up at 8.1. Lewis Dunk is 7.7. And then you've got Feltman at 7.6. I think instantly your head is drawn to Lewis Dunk at 7.7. But this season, Shane Duffy has just looked different class really he's had 13 shots in total four of them on target which is third in terms of both stats uh, for Brighton I mean Mopai and Trossard have done more so I think for the extra point four million I think Duffy is a really good double up play here so I think I would definitely go for the two the tea time kickoff on Saturday is Brentford versus Chelsea um, Chelsea are obviously big favourites in this game and priced up accordingly I just feel, I don't know if they'll have it all their own way. I think Brentford have proven against the bigger teams that they really do have a game plan and how to mix it amongst them. And as we can see from the three-all draw against uh, Liverpool a couple of weeks ago. For me, if you're struggling for budget, Ivan Tony is 6.1 million as a striker. And I think he's a great option. Um, he is their talisman. He's on penalties. And I think he just offers a lot in the all-round game, he offers a lot of assist potential as well. Um, there's also from Brentford and Buemo. He's 5.7, so again, another great option. Their defence has been really good this season as well. They're fourth best in terms of um, expected goals conceded. But I just feel against Chelsea, I don't think you'd really want to be going there. Maybe the keeper, Ray is at 5 million. So if you think they might only concede one or two and might get a few a few saves, 
he could be the way to go. Um, but I probably think you need to avoid them just for this week. Um, after this week, their fixtures are brilliant. I think they've got a run of Burnley, Norwich and Newcastle, three of the worst teams in the league. So so in terms of the season-long game, as well as the individual weekly monsters, I think there's a really good time to attack those teams. Offensively, though, they have only had 22 shots on target all season, which is the third lowest in the uh, Premier League. Only Crystal Palace and Norwich have had fewer. Um, so it does lead you to maybe going for the defenders. I wouldn't go for a double up just because I think they do offer a threat. And as we can see, they have they scored three against Liverpool, which are traditionally a, a strong defensive unit. Uh, and the issue with this is you don't see the teams. So you'd have to lock in a player um, and then let safety net deal with it. So if they don't start, you get the player below them. So the top four prices for defenders are Reese James is 9.6, Alonso 9.5, Aspilicueta 9.4 and Chilwell 9.2. I would be tempted to go for... Reese James, because if he doesn't play, you get Alonso. Whereas if you went for Alonso, you'd get Aspilicueta. So he's still a decent option, um, but you really want an attacking fullback. It's just whether or not you think, yes, they've only conceded 20, only had 22 shots on target, Brentford, but they scored three against Liverpool. So it's whether you want to pay that premium for defenders, knowing that you know, they might concede. Um, that's probably one I'll mull over until the deadline at three o'clock on Saturday. Moving on to Sunday, and we've got Everton v West Ham. Now, these two teams are in the top six for shots on target so far this season. West Ham have had 39, Everton have had 32. So I think this could be a really good game between the two. Again, this is a game I wouldn't necessarily look defensively at. Although both teams perform quite well in terms of XGC, they currently sit fifth and eighth, respectively, in terms of the expected goals conceded. They've only kept three clean sheets between them in the 14 games they've played, and it's not as though, if, for example, if it was Liverpool or Chelsea and they've got really attacking fullbacks that can score at the other end or assist, I think there's not really those options. Digne should be, but has not really done much all season. And the same with Cresswell and Soufal. So I would probably avoid defensively. For midfield options, I, there's one I like on either side, and it's the same as the previous preview that I did, really. Um, we've got Decoure for Everton. He is currently uh, had five shots on target, 12 in total. He scored two goals. He's got the second uh, non-penalty XG for Everton as well. He's got an XG of 1.22. He's priced up in the uh, Monster at 8.7, which I think is a really fair price. Um, and I just think he looks really threatening, especially with uh, Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison both being out. He's pushing a lot further forward. So I think he's a decent option in the Monster. And on the flip side for West Ham, from midfield point of view, I quite like Jared Bowen as well. He's 8.4, so quite similar prices. Um, he's got a non-penalty XG of 2.2, which is second only to Antonio. He's had seven shots on target, 15 in total. He's only scored one goal, though, so I think he's slightly underperforming. Um, but he has looked threatening all the time. The thing that worries me with Bowen is I think he's less guaranteed to start than perhaps other options. So you've got Suchek and Rice will play pretty much every game, um, both Incidentally, who I think are really good options for the season-long game. Probably not for the Monsters because there's not really a huge impact point for them, but they will tick over nicely for a cheap price in the season-long. Um, but you've got Ben Rama, Fornells, playing in those attacking positions that could easily play. Um, so I'm slightly wary of that, so I'd be more inclined to go for Decore, um, just because with Bowen, if he doesn't come in, you've got uh, Sujek taking over. Whereas if it's Decore, you've got people like Iwobi, um, to a little bit more 
um, push forward, but I, I think the definite Decore will start. So I think he's a really good uh, play in the monster. Moving on to the penultimate game, which is Newcastle v Spurs. Uh, this is a game, again, Newcastle have been awful. They have obviously been taken over uh, in the international breaks. So there'll be a lot of hype around St James's Park for the game. But they've performed badly. And at the time of recording this on Friday morning, Steve Bruce is still in charge. So for me, I would be looking to target Spurs in this game. The one player from Newcastle, as ever, that you would look to potentially pick would be St Maximam. He's played 90 minutes all every game this season. He's only priced up at 8.5. He's averaging 6.4 points every game. Um, so I think, again, he's a really good option in this. But for me, you've as bad as Tottenham have been, I think there were signs that they were starting to put things together in the last couple of games. Um, and you've got both Son and Kane have both had eight shots on target this season. Um, obviously, Kane hasn't scored yet. Son scores three. Um, but their non-penalty XG is quite similar, about 2.3. Um, so I would be tempted to look at one of those. And I think it could be the game where Harry Kane kicks off and he's priced at 10.1, which I think is really decent value. Considering the opposition that they're playing, I would expect that to have been a bit higher. Yes, he's been out of form, but he's likely to play the full 90, I would say. So he looks a decent option. You've got Sun is at 10.6 in midfield. That's a decent price as well. Um, and you've also got Regulon. He's priced up at 7.6. Which again, I think is fair. He's an attacking fullback. I just think, with everything around St James's Park, I do think that perhaps Newcastle may score, which does lead you to maybe go for St Maximan because if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be him that's going to be involved. Um, but I just think, as good as Regulon is, 7.6 million, decent price, I fear there might be a goal for Newcastle. So he's probably in a void, personally, for me. The final game on Monday night is Arsenal v Crystal Palace. And this is a game I think has been priced slightly wrong. Um, Arsenal are quite big favourites. Um, so, for example, Ramsdale is priced up at 9.4, whereas the Palace keeper, Gaeta, is 5.5. It's a massive disparity between the two. I don't think there's much between the two teams. Arsenal have picked up recently, but they have had wins against um, Burnley, Norwich, a depleted um, Spurs, or not depleted, deflated Spurs team in the North London derby. And then they drew Nuno with Brighton. I think Brighton looked the better team just before the international break. So I think Palace are the play in this game. Um, you've got, as we've said before, they are second worst in terms of shots on target. Uh, they've only had 18 for this season. So you don't want to get too heavily involved in the attack, really. But there is one player that stands out, really. And it's Sahar. He's played every minute so far. So that gives you a, a three points to start to start with if they keep a clean sheet that's four and he does like shots on target he's only had four so far this season but he scored two goals and he is on penalties um, and he's only priced up at 6.4 I think for a player if his skill and potential to really go off in a game I think that's a really good price so that's someone that I would definitely go in the team um, from an Arsenal perspective if we look at the way they're priced up, like I said, Ramsdale's priced up at 9.4. There are a lot better options in the game. But defensively, you've got Tierney. He's 9 million. It's not too bad an option, really, if you don't fancy Crystal Palace to score, which they haven't had many shots on target. But I just these are the sort of games where sort of Sahara especially just sort of comes to life under the lights as well on a Monday night. So I, I could see Crystal Palace scoring. Um, for midfield options... You've got Saka's 11.3, Pepe 11, Smith Rowe 10.9, but I just think that's too expensive. Um, 
for yes, they've done well, but they only scored one goal against Norwich. They scored one goal against Burnley. Uh, didn't score against Brighton. Yes, they scored three against uh, Tottenham, but we've spoken about how poor they were in that game, really. Um, I wouldn't be getting too heavily involved in the attack. And Aubameyang's 11.7. There are so many better players in this game, in this week. So Kane, Vardy, Watkins, who I think will be my front three of three. But you've got Lukaku in and around that price as well. So definitely, I'd say go for Palace in this game um, over Arsenal. So I think after talking through all that, I think the team that I've built, um, obviously depending on team news for the three o'clock on Saturday, I'll have Sanchez in goal with Duffy as the double up in defence. I'd have Cancelo and Reese James. I think I will take a punt on a Chelsea wing back and I'll go for James because the safety net's Alonso. I'll then go Greenwood, Mares, Decore and Sahar. Um, obviously, if Mares doesn't start, I will drop down to Foden. I don't think I'll have enough to go up to KDB. So unless I have a slight rejig elsewhere, I'd probably just drop to Foden. And up front, my three would be Watkins, Vardy and Kane. So I think that's a really good um, 11-man squad for the Monster. Um, and that's the way I'll be going this weekend. So thanks again for listening to this uh, Game Week 8 preview. Uh, we'll have the YouTube stream Saturday morning again with Reese and... Uh, Jack talking through the monster um, we'll also have a couple of articles coming out later in the day uh, from FPL Irons um, talking through his uh, monster preview and when we'll also have um, some stats and stuff looking forward to the NFL monster that kicks off at 6pm on Sunday evening so thanks again for listening take care and see you later